Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. I think I came in a little hot there. Just too close to the microphone. That's it's all good though. Move it back a little bit. Yeah. What happens where your voice carries so much? <laughs> uh, how are you? Doing how was right. your thanks? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, so, like I mentioned before, I, I've been off since Wednesday, but Thanksgiving itself, I didn't eat as much as I thought I would. I had two plates. I ate one big, big plate. And then I gave it a good three or four hours before I ate again. But um, it was good spending time. My mom, sister, niece, and then my mom's boyfriend came over. And, you know, it was cool. Just okay. We didn't travel anywhere, which um, maybe next year we'll try to do that. But um, it was relaxing day. Good. Yeah, which is great. Awesome. Yeah. How about well, you? Well, yeah, well, we did travel, you know. Uh, we Went and visited my mom and my grandmother uh, in Springfield, Missouri, and it was a short, but you know, it's a good trip. It just it's a seven and a half hour drive, and sometimes it goes by quick. Yeah, and sometimes if you feel every minute of it, <laughs> uh, I got caught up on some podcasts while driving. Um, Got to listen to our friends at Strange South with their new episode, and got caught up on the way back. I listened to like four episodes of Unspooled with Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson. Um, I listened to the they did one on Hellraiser, mm-hmm. even though I hadn't seen it. I wanted to hear what they had to say. Uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was the most recent one, obviously for Thanksgiving, yeah, which was really good and kind of made me want to go back and watch old steve martin and john candy movies uh let's see which ones else oh uh james bond uh casino royale uh, the first austin powers and then goldfinger uh, okay the third james bond movie so they did a little trio there spy movies so no it, it was good um i enjoyed it and then uh let's see what else while we were there, yeah, we uh, so we were supposed to have us and then my brother and his family were supposed to come down from Erie. However, uh, earlier in the week, my brother had tested positive for COVID, but he only had mild symptoms and stuff. So they obviously were not going to be coming down because they don't they don't want a chance of exposing my mom who's seventy three or my grandmother who's ninety five, right? Exposing them at all. So they stayed uh, they stayed in Erie. And he stayed in the toy room, I guess is what they call it, uh, away from everybody. And then, uh, so my mom had already gotten the food for, you know, for nine people. Yeah. Eight, no, ten people. Um, You know, four for us, four for them, and then the two of them already in Springfield. So we, my mom had all this food. And we would be short for people, but you know, we 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 still had a good time. We brought it over to the assisted living area where my grandmother's staying, 
Mm-hmm. And we, uh, they had, they'd, re- my mom was able to reserve like a, it's not a, it's, it's, I mean, it's a dining room is what it looks like, but I guess you could use it as like a conference room if you wanted to. But uh, they were, the people at Quail Creek uh, were extremely gracious and very nice, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing staff working there. My heart goes out to them because that is not an easy job. But they do it with a smile, and you can tell they actually care. Like that, uh, my grandfather was there before he had passed, and I was, you know, they was impressed with with them, and I think that's why my mom had my grandmother. Uh, they they agreed on that's where she was going to stay. So yeah, uh, but yeah, we had great time, a lot of food. A lot of delicious food. Ruth made homemade cranberry sauce mm-hmm. and homemade stuffing, so they turned out well. Everybody had everybody ate a lot. I even I ate, and I'm not a big eater, yeah, at all. And even at Thanksgiving, I usually eat the the least. It's just I'm not a big eater. It's just not my thing. So when we have the big day where everybody's supposed to eat, and I'm like, ah, just, nibbling. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm good. Yeah. It's not, no, it's delicious. It's great. I probably have more later, but right now. And so we're like, well, we'll have like turkey sandwiches and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sounds great. I mean, we'll just do that. And then by the time we got done, you know, by the time everybody got around to eating Thursday evening, I was like, I'm not real hungry because I ate quite a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So I didn't help out there. And then, uh, Friday, it's kind of a little bit of a border. We end up going down to Branson, did the showboat Branson Bill, which is you get on this old time showboat thing. Uh, and then they do, they serve you dinner. <clears throat> they serve you dinner and then they do a show. Just yeah. like, and you cannot even feel that the boat's moving at all. That's good. I mean, it's, you're out on a lake, but you, you can't tell. And no, it was good. I mean, it wasn't. The pre-show was kind of more like a lounge, like lounge music almost. And I was mm-hmm. kind of digging it because it was perfect for the mood while you're eating and stuff. And then the, uh, then they, between the, basically the pre-show slash when you eat, uh, between that and the main show, you, they give you some time to get up, walk around the boat, you know, go up on the multiple floors there and hang out, take pictures, whatever. Yeah. And which was nice. It turned out to be a pleasant evening. It was a little, little cool, but it was, you know, sun was out. It was nice. And yeah, it was great. And then we went back downstairs and then the main show happened and some good music, a little bit of magic. And, uh, you know, then of course they did some Christmas music as well. And, you know, for, for what it is, it, it was a good time. I mean, it's not something that I would prefer going to one of those type of shows like that where and the food was delicious. Mm-hmm. I would rather go to that than any other Branson shows out there, mainly because I've probably seen at least half of the ones that are out there during my, you know, from growing up and everything. So this was something I liked it because it was something different. It was something fresh, something we hadn't done. After you go to Dixie Stampede for like the fourth or fifth time, you're kind of, yeah. it's, it's kind of over it. <laughs> and 
it's essentially the same thing. You know, you have a show and you have a show and then you have, you know, you get fed and everything, but this is, uh, I like this as a different change of pace. Plus like my brother's kids are older. My kids are getting older. We're kind of, this is kind of more, I think to their liking as well. The kids had a blast. Uh, we were supposed to go see strange world on Saturday. We couldn't work it in time wise. Uh, so we ended up, we're holding off. I'm going to take Grayson to go see it later uh, this week. Okay. But, yeah, it was a good time. And I had to go through my grandparents' house, go through their, you know, their stuff, see if there was anything. I would like, I'll have you know, I found three projectors, like fit reel-to-reel projectors, That's and cool. two two screens. And my grandfather's original camcorder, which was the full v like full VHS size. What I used to use to record, you know, my early things when I first started wanting to film stuff. And so I'll probably, I'm bringing one projector back and uh, I'm going to end up bringing that camera back too. Because it's yeah. still, as far as I know, still works. Um, but yeah, there's, and then there's a lot of cool stuff uh, that, you know, a lot of, like my kids don't know what they are just because it was for them. I found, yeah. And my grandfather, who does not throw anything away, and I really didn't realize that completely until we started going through stuff. Mm-hmm. My grandfather still has this CD-ROM disc from his very first computer that I went to go help him go buy. Mm-hmm. That was back when it was Windows 3.1 Tabworks, so before okay. before Windows 95. And it had I found it. It's a, a CD-ROM of Encarta 1994. So it was basically the Encarta encyclopedia yeah but on a cd-rom dang that's old school yes <laughs> the internet was still young yes but i did come across that and i thought that was i was like oh that's hilarious that he wouldn't have gotten rid of this <laughs> almost time capsule worthy <laughs> yeah i mean it's almost think about it it's 28 years old yeah jeez <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That oh. CD-ROM's ready to ready to settle down and have kids. <laughs> God, they found me. <laughs> it's hilarious, but I was like, "Oh, God bless that man!" And then all kinds of cassettes, CDs, LPs. I found every every single size of a record you can think of. I found down there. Dang. Now, I I pulled some out that I want to keep because I actually have a record player. So I'm, I'd like to see how how well they still play. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. And then when I was going through DVDs and VHSs, I found the very first uh, Abbott Costello movie that I'd gotten him. Mm-hmm. That I bought him. And then it turned out to be my favorite Abbott Costello. Abbott Costello meets Killer Boris Karloff. So I definitely, I'd snatch that up and it's on my yeah. bookshelf right now. Propped out. Because that's still hands down my favorite. So I was glad that I was able to find that. And then right next to it was the uh, wrestling VHS tape that I pulled. I thought my brother would want it, but my brother's not as nostalgic, I guess you could say. Yeah. And <clears throat> sentiment and maybe I don't want to say he's not as sentimental. That's not fair to him, but he's sentimental, but I don't think he, he's also, I think a little more practical than I am. And I'm pretty yeah, practical, just, but just not, like, not, not, not toward yeah. that. Yes, Maybe. exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, 
because I asked him, I go, dude, I found this. It, you know, it's right up your alley. I had Ultimate Warrior on the cover and everything. It's old wrestling VHS tape. Yeah. And he's, I was like, uh, it's like, do you want me to put this aside for you? He's like, nah, I'm good. I said, okay, then I'm going to give it to my buddy Patrick. <laughs> to which yeah. I ended up leaving. To which I ended up leaving there. So I'll have my mom nail it. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm like, who doesn't want? I mean, that's shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing just to. Have, like I don't have a VHS yeah. player, but just to be able to look. Oh, like I can, I can hook you up with one of those too, because <laughs> guess how many of those are still at my grandparents' house? <laughs> Probably more than four. <laughs> uh, I think that was a good number. That's a good estimate, ah, actually. Dang. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was, it was, you know, it was. It's one of those things you don't want to do because that's you're having to deal with with uh the fact that you're having to go through that means that you know these you know a certain era is you know is passing by and you know you yeah you, i mean you start thinking about when you were you know there and you were doing these things with them and watching these movies and stuff there is a vhs tape that i did not find or have not come across yet that i really would like mm-hmm not even I don't even care if it works just to have it. So in college, my grandfather and I would watch uh, Tuesday night fights on USA. Yeah. Uh, you know, boxing. And I'm not a big into boxing. I've never really been. But I enjoyed going over there after class. And going over there and just spending that time with him and watching it and, you know, and everything. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really so much about the boxing as much as it was just me being able, you know, just the bonding time with him. Right. And there was one Tuesday night fights because they had one that was just going to be all women boxing. But I, uh, I had started night. I started taking like a couple of night classes. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't going to be there that night to watch it. So he recorded it. So we were going to watch it. We were going to watch it together. And uh so he had to record it and then we did i mean we eventually ended up watching it but that's like my only i guess attachment there would be you know to of that is you know that time we spent watching that so yeah but i'm it's got to be there literally everything else from the last 40 last 40 years is there oh and i found i found so my grand my grandparents house to kind of let you know it is a three-bedroom Two full bath uh, upstairs, a full finished basement, huge with like a wet bar downstairs, yeah, and a bedroom and a uh, a a half bath with like a shower. I guess you could say just like just shower stall, and then like a big. I think most people call it a mud room or a utility room, whatever. Uh, and then yeah, just huge downstairs, you know, basement. We used to have all kinds of get-togethers and everything. So they bought that house March 3rd, which is my mom's birthday, uh, 1990. I found the the sale, I guess you could say the carbon copy. Okay. And they bought that house for $80,000 in 1990 for that huge house, huge backyard. I can't even tell you how big the backyard is. But it is. Today, today would probably be a, almost at least half a million <laughs> today or well, more. Well, nat- nat- naturally, yes, yes. Yeah. So now they on Zillow right now it's like I think mom said it was like a two fifty or two eighty. 
Yeah. So, which still is almost a, you know, what, four times more than what they paid for it. So, yeah. Um, there's some, I mean, there's definitely some work that needs to be done, but I told, you know, mom and I've talked about it. She's, we just did a little bit of, had a little bit of work done. They can still sell it and still, I mean, you know, someone will get a lot of use out of that, especially if they have kids. Um, the only thing we wish that the basement would have had is a way for there to be like a, I mean, cause it's, I mean, it's a basement, so it's underground obviously, mm-hmm. but if there would be a way for like there to be a door so you can access it from the outside and then so you have instead of inside the house. Yeah. 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 So, but oh well. Um anyways. That's uh we got we had a safe trip there. Uh I almost got I'll I'll admit I almost got pulled over uh on the way down. But I was going mm-hmm. downhill. I was going I knew I was speeding, but I wasn't speeding that much. Uh, <clears throat> plus we're going downhill when the, whenever you try and use a radar detector, it's pointing at the vehicle, but at the same time you have to, it's going to be hard to prove in court that the vehicle that is going downhill, <laughs> you're going to go faster because you're going downhill, whether you, it's just gravity and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I, I swore I was getting, because as soon as I passed him, I'd slow down before and passed him got in front of this uh one of those semis that like hauls cars and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, i got in front of him slowed down and everything and of course dude turned around come zooming down i'm like ah shit and it's like what what's wrong i said i think i'm about to get pulled over what why yeah. I, go, I went what do you mean why <laughs> did you not feel the momentum that's <laughs> <laughs> But then, but he never turned his lights on, but he kept, you know, speeding up. It was just, I, all I could say it was just perfect timing, I guess. Because yeah. he ended up going past us, never turned his lights on. Past us, about another half mile down the road, he mm-hmm. goes off into the median area right underneath like a bridge. And there's like two other Kentucky State troopers. Okay. I was like, oh, y'all are meeting up. Okay. All I'll right. Figure then. out their, their break plan. <laughs> And guess what? I, I kind of chilled at about 75 for most of the way, or at least five over, you know, between five and seven over yeah. for most of yeah. the trip. Because I tell you what, Missouri, I mean, between Kentucky, I think I saw one or two. And then Missouri Highway Patrol had like a couple people pulled over yeah. that Wednesday. And then coming back yesterday, dude, there were like Missouri Highway Patrol was not playing. I saw like five people pulled over. Wow. Yeah. I was like, damn, y'all, this is the only time of year I see you guys out. It's Any other time I come month. and visit. Well, in the month, holiday. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was like, dang, y'all ain't got any wrecks to work? I'm surprised because it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when I was but, taking Kyla home, you know, going to Cap County in Smithville, mm-hmm. as we got closer to where she lived, I saw there was at least two or three, like one car passed and there was one sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, yeah, let me let me creep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let me let me let me be careful because I'm not from here. I don't, yep. you know, I don't know how it's gonna be. So, yep. get her home, and then once I got to a certain point, then you know, going back, I was fine. But just yeah. from entering Smithville and getting her home and coming back, I was I was nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. But yeah, so, but. 
yeah, Missouri High Patrol one playing. I only saw one THP car, and that was coming back, and that was right around Clarksville. And it was raining, and there was a lot of traffic. I'm like, you're not doing squat, bro. <laughs> you're just chilling. Just yep. chilling and wasting time, being a presence. Yep. So. <clears throat> and honestly, that's usually the best kind of deterrent. Just <laughs> just be there. You don't even have to pull anybody. Out, just be there. But, yeah. True. It was, uh, it's <laughs> it was good, though. Good times, good times. All right. Uh, so we'll get finally getting around talking to movies. So this week we have Violent Night coming out, and apparently York has decided to go watch that with his mom, so I'm off the hook with that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to go see it, but I don't feel as bad or feel as weird trying to take him to see that. Um then Emancip- Will Smith's movie Emancipation comes out to Apple TV Plus. Okay. And then uh, another, I'm using air quotes, Christmas movie, Safe Neighborhood, where mm-hmm. a serial killer chooses Christmas time to go around and kill people. And so this kid thinks that they're coming for his family. So he has to try and uh, stop that, I guess. Yeah. And then, oh, and spoiler alert uh, with Jim Parsons. Yeah. And then uh, really not the only trailer I saw that was new was uh, there's a new White Noise trailer. That was it. I haven't seen anything new. Yeah. Um, That's it. So kind of uh, light on the... uh, on the trailers this week. Yeah. Um, do we, even though it's kind of goes more in the TV, but I think we'll fudge it because, you know, it's our show. Um, I'm going to talk about the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm. So, uh, On Black Friday, the uh, Disney Plus dropped the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, in which Star Lord, Drax, Rocket, Mantis, and Groot engage in some spirited shenanigans in an all new original special. Uh, it's directed, written, and directed by James Gunn. Basically, uh, what I found interesting is that this featured the band, the old 97s, which uh, York's mom Beth is a huge fan of, so of course I've heard of them um, from when we were together. They played a band that's, I guess somehow they've taken, at some point the Guardians took over Nowhere after Thanos and everything, or they bought Nowhere from the Collector. Yeah. So that's apparently not going to be a thing. I'm wondering if that's going to somehow tie into the third movie. I don't know, because I, I have not i've seen like a little snippet trailer so i'm not sure i don't know don't know much okay. many details about the new one okay um so yeah so they uh so apparently they bought nowhere so they're running nowhere in the skull shaped planet mm-hmm. and they uh <laughs> there's a so this band's like picking up these or these different i guess alien type people are Picking up these uh, musical instruments and like, hey, uh, Star Wars, you want to hear this new song we 
you know, we picked up these uh, these musical instruments that you call from your home planet Earth. And we're we're kind of new at this, but we kind of started a song. Would you like to hear it? He's like, yeah, sure, go for it. And it's this Christmas song. And, and he, so they play, you know, so it op- so the show opens with with that and, you know, the credits and everything. And, and then after they get done singing, he's like, you just learned how to play this. He's like, yeah, we just kind of picked it up. And he's like, <laughs> um. And then, uh, you know, Star Wars talks, you know, Quill starts talking about uh, Christmas and everything. So Drax and Mantis want to do something that'll make Quill happy for Christmas and make him, you know, cheer him up. Yeah. So they go, they go to Earth, and this is all in the trailer. They go to Earth, and they kidnap the celebrity actor, Kevin Bacon, played by Kevin Bacon. So it's and then some shenanigans ensue. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So before that, they go over a story of when um, Peter and basically how Yondu ruined Christmas. Oh know, yes, sorry. About how about how um, Peter in, tries to introduce this to Craglin and Yondu, and. Um, you know, of course, Yondu being who he is, like, ah, just get this stuff away from me. Forget Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And so that's what kind of motivates Drax and Mantis to do this, because who's the one person that he talks about more than anyone? Kevin Bacon. said so he's his hero. Yeah. And, you know, because he doesn't have Gamora now, even though there is a version that exists, but it's not his Gamora. Yeah. So they just want to cheer him up to make, you know, to fill in that Christmas space. <laughs> that's, they they believe... It just has him down also. It, it's yeah. um got to see Mantis pull off some cool moves. I was like, I didn't know she had it in her. I know, right? So she's and you see things like you see her do things in this holiday special mm-hmm. that you have not seen her do in any movie. And I'm like, where's this mantis been? Right. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> been a bit subdued and maybe just not in situations where she had to do these things i i guess i don't know like your time to shine but yeah i was like <laughs> like all right and then uh but it's funny so they go to when they're trying to find kevin bacon on earth mm-hmm. they walk around hollywood and to go to the uh, man's chinese theater and you know, they see all these celebrities dressed as, or all these people dressed as superheroes and costumes, you know, to have their picture taken with people. And, you know, and, and so I think my favorite part is when she sees when Mantis sees someone dressed as Steve, as Captain America mm-hmm. and she yells Steve and then goes running over for a hug. <laughs> runs off. Yeah. Like, what do you it's run really, off for? I don't know. <laughs> But then people wanted pictures with them because they think they're dressed as dressed as superheroes instead of yeah, yeah. actually being them. Yeah. Right. They get yeah, money, too. <laughs> they pay them money as well. Yeah, it was great. Oh. And then they started thinking, well, if we can get money, we'll start. <laughs> we'll just keep doing this. Yeah. And then they go to a bar. Then they go to a club. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and then they, you know, they kidnap Kevin Bacon, and Mantis puts him, puts Kevin Bacon under a spell, and takes him back, and <laughs> Quill's a little less than surprised. He's actually like, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, what are you doing? He's been disturbed by human- it. Yeah, disturbed. He's like, you kidnapped a human, a real human being. Uh, this is human trafficking. Wait, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, well, it didn't go but, as well as they thought. Yeah, yeah. It, but it still turned out. You know. Yeah. It still has a happy ending, and then you find out some uh, Earth. You could say, well, not we'll say nowhere shattering news at the end. Yeah, that's you know real. I mean, it's real sweet and everything, and you have your awe moment at the yeah. end. So, yeah, and there is a very very brief post court post credit scene at the end. Can we talk about Groot for a second? Uh, is he on the soldier serum or has he been taking some steroids? I think they finally are using Vin Diesel's. Body as mocap. It's what it looked like. Like man, he looked a little buff. Hanging out with the whole. Look, actually, what it looked like. It looked like they took the Lego version of Groot. And rounded them out. And just that's what they and then put him on the screen. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> He'd been hitting the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Most hit, definitely. Where <laughs> you work out? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like really? Just naturally? Nowhere? No. Yeah. Nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Nowhere, Jim. But yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was very delightful. It was very delightful. But there was a moment. Went, there was a moment that I missed. Like I was, a, there was a meme after watching. I saw him like, yeah. Oh, that didn't happen. So I had to go back and watch. Like, oh, I wonder how they're going to explain that. I think you yeah. probably know. Yep. What I'm referring to, and I'm just like, yeah. that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, it is interesting that they uh, decided to uh, use Kevin Bacon. So when they incorporate the X Men into this, mm. since he was the villain in X Men First Class. It depends on if they if they even acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that would be funny though. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Oh, it's Kevin you were Bacon. my hero. Uh-huh. It's like no. Uh-huh. This is a different Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yep. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. That's that's kind of funny. They did film this during while they were uh, already in production for Guardians Three. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I guess that made it easier, saved no money, because they already had the set. So they're like, well, we'll just That's shoot true. this real quick. So I wonder how I wonder if it'll tie in anyway. It might. Yeah, that'd be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, if you haven't watched it, please take forty-five minutes out of your day and check it out. It's really sweet. Yeah. Great for the whole family, for sure. They so. should do more specials like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe they'll do a Valentine's one, and then yeah. I don't know if they'll do an Easter one, but at least the Valentine's one would be cute. Yeah. 
down for it. Hmm. Hawkeye's Valentine's episode. So <laughs> uh, I can think of with the uh, arrow. Uh, he tries to make things right with uh, Natasha's sister. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Archie arrows. Uh, yep. Mm. All right, my friend, uh, you are up first this week. All right. So the f- so I went to check out the movie Devotion, <clears throat> which re- which released November twenty third, twenty twenty two, runtime of two hours and nineteen minutes, directed by J D Dillard, and it stars Jonathan Majors, he plays Innocent. Ensign Jesse Brown, Glenn Powell as Tom Hudner, uh, Christina Jackson as Daisy, Joe Jonas as Marty Good, Thomas Sadowski as Dick Cavalli, and Darren Kagasoff as Bill I guess, uh, Koenig. So this is about a pair of U.S. Navy fighters, U.S. Navy fighter pilots who risked their lives during the Korean War and become some of the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. So, this is based on a book uh, titled Devotion, an epic story of heroism, friendship, and sacrifice by Adam uh, Makos. And um, the movie, like the book, kind of details the comradeship between Naval officers Jesse Brown and Tom Hudner. Hudner. Uh, Jesse is basically the only black naval pilot amongst his crew. And even though he's respected for his skills and everything, he still faces adversity because he's black. And this is like the mm-hmm. late 40s. So um, and even amongst his crew, like, you know, they they respect him, but they still have like little slide, snide remarks and whatnot, taking bets on if he'll pass or fail certain things. And then Tom gets transferred and their first encounter uh, Tom comes into like sleeping quarters and he hears like some commotion going on in the bathroom. And then the only person that walks out is Jesse, which, you know, they later kind of explain what that's all about. Um, they even get paired up for their first light out and which they show in the trailer. Jesse takes a bit of a detour before going back to the base by flying around a lighthouse and then eventually making a stop. Not really a sm- stop, but a flyover of his house. And, of course, Tom is following because he's his, his wingman. And, um, you know, he kind of explains it like, you know, if you put someone that you're working with in certain situations, you find out who they are. You're um, right. And Jesse's a bit standoffish due to the circumstances that he's been through. Um, but, you know, Tom is just trying to be cool with him. Even when uh, Jesse has a moment where his car breaks down on the side of the road, Tom picks him up and takes him home. He's introduced to Jesse's wife, Daisy, who invites him in. But Jesse's like, nah, he needs to go home. You know, he's, he's got other things going on, you know. But then later on, we see a similar situation where Tom gives him a ride home and Jesse actually invites him in, kind of showing that, you know, he's opened up to him a little bit to invite him in. Um, there's even an earlier moment where when Jesse comes home, one of his neighbors is standing outside smoking a cigarette and he, you know, just waves and gets this cold look from her and he goes in the house where his wife is painting and listening to music. Um, 
they're dancing. The neighbor calls the cops on her because of a noise complaint. And it's like, wow. You know, they, they were he was trying to give praise to the neighbor. Like, maybe she's just this or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. or no, his wife was trying to get, say, like, maybe, you know, she's probably a nice person and whatnot. And then yeah. cops comes like, yeah, I, mean, I guess she's not so nice after all type deal. Um, there's a mission that they, but basically they get called in for the Korean War where they have these new planes they have to test out. And the the issue with the plane is it has a big nose where it's hard to see in front of you. And so they have to test them and land them. And, you know, he's got a big fear of not succeeding. And, um, you know, so going back to the scene of the commotion in the bathroom, he has a book where he's written down all of the derogatory things people said to him. And he stands in the mirror and basically says those things to him. I guess more a way to say, yeah, I'm, I got these skills and they accept me. But the reality is, you know, this stuff has been said and it still gets said, you know, to the point that he's even getting ridiculed from the Naval Ground group, you know, because they're actually on the battleground fighting and they're just kind of waiting in the wings for that. Their time to come in and provide support. Um Tom stands up for Jesse, which Jesse's telling me you don't have to do that. Um, you know, basically just saying, like, you can do that, but you're I'm going to get more heat on me for you doing that, even if I don't do anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a moment in the movie where he disobeys an order where they're supposed to be blowing up this bridge. He goes out solo, blows the bridge up, which Tom was the lead on that mission, and gives a report detailing that and you know even though jesse understands that he did it why he did it he also explains that you doing this is gonna cause me to not be able to get promoted because you know i got extra you know i got more weight against me in this situation you know but um the movie basically just showing their their interaction their friendship um and just dealing with everything during that time um uh, Jesse ends up being like the first African-American naval officer killed in the Korean War. Um, it's a bit of a sad, end. it's a sad, end. like I didn't, I didn't really know how it was going to end, but cause I didn't, I, I hadn't heard of this naval officer before, but um, basically they go in to provide ground support for that, the, the naval brigade brigade who's been ridiculing them. But in the process, gets shot. He has to make an emergency landing. Um, plane goes down pretty hard, and he's more injured than first presumed. And long story short, they've never been able to recover his body or the plane since that time. That was 1950. Whew. And I think that I believe they're still, you know, he's got his granddaughter and family from Tom's family is still fighting to get that done, but. Even to this day, they still haven't been able to succeed in that. <laughs> and so it's it sucks. Yeah, it's like a better, terrible. better word. But yeah, it's um, horrible. You know, he pretty much gave his life. Like he all he wanted to do was fly planes. That's like his dream. Mm-hmm. That's his biggest thing. And then, you know, to go out the way he did and to still not, you know, family be able That's to probably brutal. bury him. So it's like. It's unfortunate, sad. Yes. Um, but the movie itself is good. It's um, it's 
even from the trailers, I kind of got vibes of Top Gun just because. You yeah, know, Hangman's in it. Playing. Yeah, it's like, and he's still a wingman. I'm like, you know, but um, it's well acted. Jonathan Majors, of course, is, I mean, everybody in it does their best mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, yeah, it's on, a little on the slower side, so just know that going in, it's, there's a lot of down moments of just building story. More of a drama than action. Yeah. There is action there, but it's a little it's, far and few between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's still, still good. Worth checking out. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to uh, at some point. Um, I did read where Gwen Powell actually asked Tom Cruise if it was okay for him to be in this movie because his because he was in Top Gun. I'm like, well, I'm like thinking, why are you asking him, dude? It's like it's like saying, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna. It's like, are you gonna ask him for any other movie that in which you'll be also a pilot in? Like that's silly. Right. But yeah, you know, Tom Cruise is like, yeah, man, go for it, because yeah, he's Mr. Hyper Energy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah bud. <laughs> Yeah, outside of that, it's not. I mean, I mean, they got some similar things because you had this big mission they're training for, and but yeah, it's different. Gotcha. <laughs> different enough. Yeah. Different enough. Yeah. Okay. And he's not so much of a douchebag in this. That's <laughs> he's good. actually a decent guy. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Acting. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've been holding off on this one because. <clears throat> As we've, as I've said before, I wait till after Thanksgiving to start watching holiday movies. That's mm-hmm. my rule. It's silly. I don't care. <laughs> wait for one holiday to end before we start embracing the other. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, so I finally watched Spirited on Apple TV Plus. The Charles Dickens uh, Christmas Carol. But as a musical, so sorry, Patrick, <laughs> starring Will Ferrell as the ghost of Christmas present. You later find out what his real name is later in the movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as Clint Briggs, Octavia Spencer as Kimberly, Patrick Page as Marley, Sunita Mani as, as the ghost of Christmas past. Lauren G. Woods as the body of uh, the Christ or the ghost of Christmas future or yet to come. And then Tracy Morgan as the voice of the ghost of Christmas yet to come or whatever. Uh, then you have Joe Trippett or Tippett as Owen Marlowe Barkley as Wren, Amy Carrero as Nora and uh, yeah so this movie is very i like it because it's i mean yes it's a musical version of you know the of a miserly misanthrope who has taken on a magical journey mm-hmm. but there's a the way they were able to update it was pretty clever so it's kind of told through the point of view of the ghost of Christmas present, which is Will Ferrell's character. And basically once a year, they take a specific person that they're going to focus on, that they're going to haunt, I guess, essentially on Christmas Eve to have them 
basically show show their past, show show the current present, and kind of help show them where they need to basically quit, you know, where they need to improve to be a better person and not such a a mean person. So they uh, so they do all this like, and these are all ghosts. And there's like this whole ghost department that solely focuses on this. And so you have the research department doing the research on whichever person they choose. And then you have, you know, like costumes and sets. So they basically, it's almost done like a movie in the sense that they design and set up these scenes. So when they, and when the ghosts visit, they bring them to these rooms where they have these ghosts reenact these scenes. Yeah. Um, almost like a simulator type of thing. And then you have like the main ghosts or I guess the ones that are going to be guiding this person through each time. And, and so when they go through, they're trying to find they uh marley thinks he's found the person he's kind of the head of all the, over everybody and he's like this is going to be our person this is this guy that runs this hotel that's just you know crappy to his employees but you know presence like well i don't think this is our guy i mean he yes he's not great but i don't think this is like for us you know i don't think this is gonna i don't think he's gonna significantly change the world by you know, everybody that interacts with him and then, you know, by him changing his ways, that'll change how other people that, uh, like butterfly effect kind of thing, everybody else will change to be better and so on and so forth. Uh, so then Ryan Reynolds is there for this Christmas tree, uh, convention. So it's farmers of farmers that grow Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like this, I guess you could say PR or media consultant person that's going to try to convince them they need to go after and fight against the companies that produce fake Christmas trees. Okay. So to help drum up their business otherwise. And there's this whole musical number that's done really well. In fact, all the musical numbers, the dancing, choreography, the there's a lot of tap dancing in it, which is great because it's a very difficult skill to to uh, to get down. And but it's all done beautifully. The songs I'm not as I don't think are as memorable. Uh, now the music and the lyrics are done by the same two that did La La Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Um, so I'm already you already had me there because I absolutely love. The music from that movie. Um, but it's the, it's the fifth musical collaboration between Binge uh, Pasek and Justin Paul. The others were La La Land in 2016, The Greatest Showman in 2018, Dear Evan Hansen in 2021, which I was kind of iffy on that movie, and Wild Wild Crocodile, which we just talked about a few weeks ago when I took Grayson to go see it, which was an adorable movie. So this is their fifth from that, and it's done so well. And it's the music I liked more than the lyrics, I guess. It just, but it's done in a very Broadway style. Uh, like the singing's done in a very Broadway style, not like your traditional just music you hear on on the radio. 
but it's all done very well. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell and even Octavia Spencer all sing very, you know, not bad. Just Ryan Reynolds' first musical. Uh, so, but it, it was, they did a pretty good job on that. But basically, so the Ghost of Christmas Presents, like, wow, this guy's really good and very convincing. This is our person that we need to turn around because he's basically just so mean. You know, it's just mean spirited. No pun. Yeah. Uh, on that one, or maybe there is, I don't know. And so they choose him. And then Marley shows up with this guy's, with, with Clint's file that says unredeemable. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, he's not, there's, this is a lost cause. We're not going to be able to change this person. We need to find someone in which we can change. <clears throat> well, that just makes the ghost, that just makes uh, present want to do this even more because mm-hmm. he was that unredeemable person that they were eventually able to turn around. And as you watch the movie, you come to find out as to who his who he was in the past. Yeah. And because once they start this whole thing, he finally, Marley finally agrees. So they do, you show them doing all the, it shows, uh, you're seeing how they're doing all the setup, all the research and doing all those things. And how many days until are left until, you know, it's the haunting begins. Yeah. And the only thing that I find, I guess, unrealistic out of this, in, in in when I mean by that, by unrealistic, I mean by in this universe that this movie is set in, is that when Clint is visited by Marley, because Marley's the first ghost, you know, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're gonna be visited by these three spirits and all this stuff." Uh, Clint's not really that disturbed because he winds up on the ceiling, like he's just like, like he can't move down. He's like stuck. Like he's not as terrified as he probably should be. Okay. I guess. And then, you know, he falls down on the ground and he's like, it's like, Oh, well, you know, so the first ghost comes to visit and something happens there that go, does not go according to plan. So then present then has to take over for past and present because <laughs> past is now compromised. Yeah. And so, He's trying to show him. He's like, oh, that's cool. How do you do this? How do you do that? You know, wow, this is interesting. So is this you're trying to show me the error of my ways and all this stuff? And he's just not really. He's like, yeah, no, I get what you're trying to do. I'm just not going to buy it. It makes yeah. it more difficult for him. And it sort of just in. he's like, well, you're showing me all these things from my past. Well, who are like? What about what you know? What about you? Like, tell me something about you from your past. And he's like, it's not about me. It's about you, Clint. We're fo- this is all focusing on you. He goes, why? Why shouldn't it be about you too? Yeah. And so, it's very interesting. Um, present at one point makes himself known to Kimberly, who's played by Octavia Spencer, who plays uh, Clint's. I guess you could say administrative assistant or something to that effect. And he, uh, but president makes himself known. He gives this silly name that apparently was used in the movie instant families, 
which is also uh, written and directed by. Excuse me, was also written and directed by the same director, uh, Sean Anders. So, so a little nod to that movie, but also now it's incorporated in this one. And he feels this connection with her. Like he, you know, so he starts kind of falling for her. But yeah, it's crazy. It was, so there's this whole, now there's this whole storyline because one thing that wasn't discussed previously is like the beginning that, you know, uh, Ghost Christmas Present should have retired a long time ago, but he keeps sticking with it, which basically mm-hmm. once you're retired, you are given the chance to go back and become human again, like live in the, you know, human world again. And he, you know, he'd like to, and there's this whole musical number about how he'd like to have, find the one person for him and then have a family and two kids and, you know, have to build a playground and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's now thinks that Kimberly might be that person. So it gives him even more drive to want to do this so he can, get that chance yet again so he can finally retire. So he could retire because he, now he has a reason to retire. Right. Before he didn't really have one. And now he really does. But at the same time, he's got to get Quint changed. But Quint's also trying to talk, uh, also trying to get present to be less nice, I guess, a good way, you know. Uh, so it's, Really interesting, told through different musical numbers, and um, but not as it's not so like one after the one after one, one after one, you know, just consistent musical numbers all the way yeah. through. There is there is some space given to just have it be acting acting in some comedic parts yeah, well, between. There's a little and there's like one they way over the work in one tiny little nod to Elf mm-hmm. in the movie, so. Which was charming. And it was great. I mean, it, it was just a fun, just a fun, great movie for the whole family. They don't not, notice any curse words. I think they use like dick or dickhead a couple of times. But otherwise, it was great. Like you can see that they're starting to curse and then someone would talk over it. Yeah. Type of thing. So yeah. you never, you just kind of, you, like you, you were able to process it in your brain, but yet it, that that's what they were getting ready to say, but not that they didn't, but they didn't actually say it. So, right. And yeah, it's fun. It's a great movie for the family. So if you have Apple TV plus, and if you like musicals, like you'll like this, I, I, Patrick, I would say, give it 10 minutes and see what you think. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, seriously, give it 10 minutes, see what you think. And then you're like, yeah, no, it's too much. Turn it off. You wasted yeah. 10 minutes <laughs> and, or see if you can push through. But, um, I don't know. This is more enjoyable than cats, so I think you'll be fine. <laughs> That's so, a very low bar, I understand, but. A question. So, Will Ferrell's character is successful in doing what he's doing. He gets to, a chance to retire and live a life. Mm-hmm. Does that mean his spirit goes into somebody else's body, like in, the, no, in just, Wonder Woman 84, or he just starts over and so No, no, no. He just. <laughs> like a baby. What? One, you're putting too much thought into this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Yep. Like, just you just roll with it. You just roll with it, and that his, and that his, the body of it, the body just becomes a, a hole again. Okay. Like his okay. ghost, 
His ghostly spirit just becomes whole, and then becomes solid. He's a person. Yeah, yeah. And he can he's, get old and die. Yeah, there is there is no like he's wind up like he's becoming as he's like popping out of a grave, you know. And yeah, although okay. that would be kind of cool. That's a more darker version of this, I think. But um, yeah. no, this is very lighthearted. Kind of, you don't. They're not trying to put a whole lot of uh, realism in this. Okay, as long as he's not like. And overtaking someone else's body and just no, no, no. whatever. We're not. Nope. 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 We're not doing Wonder Woman. <laughs> so. It. And um, I, I don't want to say there's post credit scene or anything, but there's a post credit musical number. We'll say okay. basically as the credits are rolling, there's a musical number that's being played out. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's cute. I, I would definitely watch this again. Um, I think Ruth wants to watch it, so maybe her, me, her, and Grayson, or your too, if he wants to watch it. But it seems his Christmas movie wants to be Violent Night and not Spirited, so <laughs> well, well, which is fine. That is fine too. I, I enjoy those movies as well. Maybe him and I will watch Fat Man together <laughs> this maybe, year. Maybe one of those will be his Die Hard. <laughs> yep, maybe you never know. It might be you don't know, and yeah. I'm okay. That would make me happy actually. Uh, but yeah, so Sean Anders, who just for some other people, so people know, uh, who wrote and directed this movie, he also wrote Instant Family and directed it, uh, wrote and directed both Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2, and Horrible Bosses 2, and We're the Millers. He did a screenplay for Mr. Popper's Penguins, Hot Tub Time Machine, She's Out of My League, uh, Sex Drive. And I think that's it. But he's yeah, directed uh, Horrible Bosses 2, That's My Boy, Sex Drive, and Never Been Thawed. But so he he's work he's got a lot of history working with Will Ferrell and you know, knows how to but this is looks like it was his first musical, but it was done great. It was done well. I loved it. So Okay. Perfect thing to get you into the Christmas spirit, so to speak. <laughs> All right. So, my next entry, I watched Fantasy Football, which is on Paramount Plus. Um, I just watched the trailer and I was like, because I, I didn't have anything else yeah. to talk about. I, I thought about some other movies that I watched that I hadn't talked about, but, you know, I watched the trailer and it just looked like a fun, fun movie. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this was released on. November 25th, uh, has a runtime of an hour and 38 minutes, uh, directed by <clears throat> Anton Cropper, and it stars Mari Hardwick as Bobby Coleman, Kelly Rowland as Keisha Coleman, and Marseille Martin as Callie Coleman, and Rome Flynn as Anderson Fisher. So this is about a daughter who discovers she can magically control the performance of her football playing father through her gaming console. So, okay. <clears throat> so a little, little suspension of disbelief here. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so it kind of starts off with a little, little overview of Bobby Coleman's career, which after winning the Heisman in college, he gets drafted in 2009. But his career is not, not the best because he just has very slippery fingers, fumbling and dropping passes, and he gets shipped from team to team, which means the family has to move. But they eventually land in Atlanta uh, to play for the Falcons. 
which both he and his family are hoping is a more permanent thing because they're tired of moving around because um, Callie's having trouble making friends. And, you know, just that whole it's kind of like being, if you're a military child, you just constantly moving around. It's hard to be settled in. Um, <clears throat> so he was because of his history, he's been placed on the practice squad. And, you know, the coach gives him the news, which to his face, he takes and strides like, I appreciate the upfrontness of everything. Then they cut to him in the car crying. And I don't know, I just bust out laughing. Just the the, the face that Mark Harwood makes. And just like, yeah, just, just tears up. And then so the star of the Atlanta Falcons team, Anderson Fisher, pulls up just as his picture is being unveiled as the face of the stadium is of the team. And so he makes a comment to, to Bobby, like, are you crying? Like, what's going on with your eyes? And he's like, oh, it's just allergies and whatnot. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, Anderson invites him and his family to his party. And so when they get there, it's basically just him showboating. He's got big mansion and whatnot. And um, they're playing a the game of Madden. So Bobby's like, well, should have my, my daughter play because she's really good at it. Because in all the time of moving around, she just really bumped up her, her Madden playing skills. So she basically schools everybody and is like, hey, you know, Bobby tells Anderson, like, hey, you know, you're the, the host. Maybe you should get in there and play as well. She embarrasses him as well. And then Anderson challenges Bobby, which he beats Bobby, which on the ride home, his daughter and wife are kind of going in on him, like, you know, just talking bad about him, which um, we learned that Fisher gives Callie a copy of the new Madden game and signs it. And Bobby's not happy about it. He pulls over in front of this um, restaurant and it's going to throw the game away. And in the middle of them kind of fighting over the game, lightning strikes, striking both of them. And so this what this lightning strike does is if Callie plays the game and she happens to play the game at the same time of him practicing or playing, she can control his movements. So, okay. so, during, so, oh, go ahead. so, so kind of like a not it's like a different take on either like father, like son or vice versa. So it's not really a body swap, but it's, you know, one of those things, something magical happens and they're able to, well, I guess it's one-sided. Never mind. Yeah. Disregard. I mean, it, it, it's yeah, definitely some magical oh. things happen. Yeah. But it's like she has to, she basically has to set up her, her Xbox mm-hmm. as their season. And, but during practice, she's basically just playing the game, not knowing what's going on. And so while she's playing the game, He's doing all these things and practices and pressuring the coach. He's making all these uh, catches. He's not fumbling the ball. He's just doing all kind of one-handed catches and whatnot. So mm-hmm. when the coach sees this, he puts him on the team as kind of the backup to Anderson Fisher. And so, uh, of course, Bobby's happy. He's sharing the news with the family. And at the same time, Callie has joined the science club because they have um, um, a robotics competition. And... Mm-hmm. So at school, Callie's getting picked on. So she's able to, through her phone somehow, to make the sprinkler system go off and spray water on students that are picking on her. And the people that's part of the science club notices that. So they they basically draft her to their team to help them with their robotics competition. Um, okay. 
there's footage of practice that some of the assistant coaches have gotten. So he's showing his daughter and she's looking at it. She's like, that looks familiar. So she goes to her recorded gameplay footage and is pairing up his movements in practice and where she does in the game. He's like, so somehow I'm able to control you in this game. And of course he doesn't believe it. So she's like, well, we'll, we'll try it out. You know, your first home game, I'll play the game as you're playing in the game and then we'll see what happens. And he has an awesome game, six touchdowns. Okay. And just, I mean, to like, so um, Anderson Fisher fumbles one time, gets pulled out of the game. They put Bobby in and he goes in, like I said, six touchdowns, many yards, just having a, just a basically like if you play a Madden on rookie, <laughs> that's basically mm-hmm. what it seems like. And so from that, he gets, he's getting a lot of playing time. Um, everything starts going up because, you know, he's pretty much having a declining career because of his history. And, mm-hmm. and so this, and he's, he's getting older and you got, got this young hotshot. And so everything's going well. He's getting a new car, getting all these endorsements, all this money. You know, he's wanting to do this thing so he can provide for his family. And then at the same time, Callie's getting really good with the, with the science club. They've got this competition where they're playing some kind of, I guess, robot Quidditch. <laughs> I don't know how to describe okay. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but as he's going up, she's spending more time helping him in his career. So then she starts kind of neglecting the, the, the robotics team, yeah. which they're trying to, you know, she, she has decided, she has put on her that she's going to fix the arm of the robot to kind of help them in their competition. But she's spending so much time getting her dad all these accolades and whatnot. Um, so it becomes, is she going to be able to find the balance? Is, is Hay going to get too big in this? Is she going to be able to still be on this team? It, I mean, it was, it was pretty entertaining. Um, it's a cute family movie. Um, it's weird. Like Kelly Rowland, like at first I thought it was a different actress just because facial expression, how her hair was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then later on, the movie, oh, that's, you know, it took me a minute to realize that's who that was. Um, but the movie overall is cute. It's not, um, it's more of a family movie. I'd say maybe mm-hmm. like eight to 16, 17 year old, maybe good to watch it. And, you know, there's things in there for that I think adults will find interesting. They play, they show off Madden. So if you're a Madden fan, you'll see some things in that, like even have moments where, he kind of glitches out because they, him and his daughter has a little tiff. And so she starts messing them up in the game on purpose just to kind of humble them. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but um, I thought it was cool. It's ni- 90 minutes, basically. Take yeah. out the credits. It's yeah. 90 minutes. And I think it's worth yeah. checking out. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so for my last one, on I watched – Another Christmas, family Christmas movie, because, you know, I'm going to be doing that that pretty much all. Yep, that time I'll probably be doing it all month. Um, I watched A Christmas Mystery on HBO Max. This came out uh, November 24th of this year. It's PG, runtime an hour, 27 minutes. When her best friend's dad is falsely accused of stealing the town's prized jingle bells, a young amateur sleuth and her friends must find the real thief before Christmas. Uh, starring Violet McGraw as Violet Pierce, Santino Bernard as Kenny Bottoms, Lauren Lindsay Donis 
as Medi Pierce, Leonardo Chichi as Harrison Bottoms, Eddie Cibrian as Sheriff Pierce, Oscar Nunez from The Office as Glenn Watkins, Christopher Sanders as Deputy Terry, who I kept thinking was Macaulay Culkin almost the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I legit pulled up IMDb just to prove myself wrong. And then uh, Drew Powell from Gotham, who we got to meet at a con one time, sweetest person in the world, as George Bottoms, Bo Bridges as Mayor Donovan. Uh, yeah, it so basically way back when this kid, Jimmy Stubbins, woke up and could hear Santa. Mm-hmm. And so he looked out the window and saw Santa fly away, you know, and everything. And then as he looked down at this tree, he saw this thing of sleigh bells that were stuck on a tree. So he went out there, and there's these golden sleigh bells. And he made a wish that the the mill would reopen in town and bring back all these jobs for the people in the community. So... He brings the bells inside, lays down. When he wakes up in the morning, they're still there. So he thought, so he knows it's not a dream. Okay. So he he told, you know, he gets his parents, tells him, hey, look, these are, you know, golden bells, these sleigh bells are Santa's sleigh bells. And then immediately uh, there's a knock on the door, and it's one of his neighbors saying, hey, the reopening the mill, we're all getting our jobs back. And so then Jimmy's like, Hey, I made this wish and for this to happen, these are, so now this has become like town folklore. And so it's in the museum and every Christmas there's the, they have this, you know, people from all across the country come to see the sleigh bells, you know, golden sleigh bells, like a big tourist attraction and peace, you know, yeah, brings in a lot of tourist revenue into the into the town and such and such. And so this year they're getting ready to have their big uh, their big sleigh, but you know their big uh, ceremony where they had it's kind of like Puxatawney Phil, you know, once a year. Yeah, <laughs> bring the groundhog out. Well, this is once a year they bring the sleigh bells out. They'll you know. Jingle them, whatever, at the ceremony on Christmas Eve to bring in, you know, good luck to people in the community, whatever. Yeah. And so uh, these, so Violet and her, Violet and her best friend Kenny are on a school field trip to the museum where they, you know, basically did a big exposition dump. That's kind of how that started with, you know, the voiceover storytelling of the, of Jimmy and his family. And then it shows this person at the museum talking to all these school kids about it. And then, uh, Oscar Nunez as the kind of the head of the museum, you know, takes over and he's, uh, yeah. So there's of course one kid that doesn't believe it's like, it's like whose sleigh bells are there? Really? Cause there's no such thing as Santa and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, he has a little bit of bad luck. And then uh, you see Kenny's dad, uh, George, uh, come in and 
basically save the the statue that the non-believer about knocked over. And uh, anyways, later on you find out that in uh, Violet's dad is the sheriff of this small town. And so she's picked up on a lot of things after school. She ends up having to go over and spend time at the station until her sister could come pick her up. Their mother had passed away. So it's just the three of them. Yeah. And so Violet is, you know, she's got a lot of investigative things she's picked up from being around the police department and hanging out with her dad. So she's good at picking up clues and things. Well, one day the bells go missing and uh, because it is a it's one of those Christmas movies that's very lighthearted and there's a lot of uh, suspicion of disbelief that you have got to grasp onto tightly mm-hmm. <laughs> in these type of movies. So because George was in a like many, many, many years ago was arrested for robbery and, you know, because he was young and did stupid things with his friends right. and was with the wrong people. He has turned his life around, obviously, he has a family, and he's, you know, working extra shifts at, and doing all these things to help provide for his family. But because of this one incident, this being the only reason why the sheriff has, you know, uh, even remotely uh, picked him as a suspect, Although one of the deputies finds something from the museum that's not the bells, but something else in the garage, in their garage, that was yeah. hidden very, you know, almost obviously, you know, to, easy to find. He, uh, they arrest him. And so now Violet is going to try and help Kenny. Uh, Violet and Kenny are going to do their best to find out who really stole the bells so that. Uh, they can get Kenny's dad out of jail for, you know, by Christmas. Right. And they're more, you know, of course, uh, the rest of the town is more about needing to get the bells returned because of the tourist money, because people are coming to see the bells. And if, and, you know, at the hotel, the guy that owns the Woco, uh, like bed and breakfast or whatever, mm-hmm. said that they already had like 15 cancellations in 24 hours. And this lady that owns a bakery says, like, we're relying on this, you know, to, to help keep our business going. So in the mayor's needing it because, yeah, in the mayor's needing it, needing the bell's return because he's going to be up for a reelection. So everybody has their motives, I guess you could say, as to why they need this to be returned. And so it applies more pressure for the sheriff to solve it. Yeah. And Viola just is wanting to do it to help get Kenny's dad out of jail so there's also this small little they dabble like put their feet in the water like put their toes in the water of uh the older sister maddie and the uh or violet sister older sister maddie and kenny's older brother harrison having kind of like this this you know do they like each other maybe kind of well we're gonna we're not really gonna get too deep into this, but we're going to put our toes in the water in it <laughs> a little bit. 
Yeah. And it's just they have like this weird, awkward conversation bonding thing about why Harrison has a rough relationship with his dad and why Maddie has a hard time. Um, or Maddie's having a hard time getting over her mother's death and her having to now be kind of the the matriarch of the family and having to help take care of Violet while her dad's at work a lot and taking her to and from places. So they had this weird, you know, like, Oh, we had things in common sort of, and trying to work through things in the end. It's, I don't want to give too much of the mystery away. It, it, it's really cute. I know Grayson would absolutely love it. So I'll show it to her another time. It's definitely a kid's movie, but you know, Parents will probably like it too, especially because it really incorporates a lot of those Christmas movie elements. And and uh, as far as like those type of uh, just wholesome movies that there's conflict, but not really a lot of conflict. But it's just, uh, you know, it's but it's fun and it's great. It'll be great for kids to watch. So highly recommend that one. It's on HBO Max. Christmas mystery. Da, da, da. So, uh, were you? Did you get a chance to start watching the peripheral on Amazon? Yeah, I've watched the first five. So I think it's on okay, episode seven it. now. So I've I've watched right. a good chunk of it. Okay, what are your thoughts? Because I, I started watching it too, and I'm probably on four or five somewhere in there. Um. I mean, I'm liking it. Like, you know, you said it kind of reminded you of uh, Ready Player One. Um, yeah. And I guess because they spent a lot of time in their trailer kind of playing mm-hmm. a game. And um, I mean, it's interesting. Um, you know, they get this special order headset that um, I guess it's like in beta testing, that, that, mm-hmm. as they are told. And um, so... Basically, somebody sees something they're not supposed to see is getting accused of stealing something that is important. And so now this is happening in the future, but somehow there's some kind of brain data transfer from the past into the future. And I mean, it's just it's interesting. Like, I don't it's it's a lot going on. Yes. And it is from the creators for Westworld, and there's a lot of Westworld elements without it being Westworld, I guess is a good way yeah. to put it. Um, but it is interesting, and it's kind of hard to explain. But yeah, it's set in the future when technology has subtly altered society. A woman discovers a secret connection to an alternate reality as well as a dark future of her own. Basically, they play. you can basically play video games for money, kind of like... You know, earning credits in Ready Player One to buy more stuff. This actually, you can actually earn money. And they're trying to earn more money because their mother's ill and needs medication that's very expensive. And so the fact that she's actually better at playing this video game than her brother. (laughs) So she's, a lot of people think that she is actually her brother and not her. Because the avatar in which she encompasses turns out to be her brother, at least yeah. in this newer version of the of this game that they're beta testing. There's a lot of good action in it. Um, I love Chloe Grace Moretz. 
she was awesome. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to say the least. I mean, it's worth watching for sure. Yeah, it's a good little bit of sci-fi. So just don't get too boggled down in in uh, the specifics of things. I guess is a good way to word it. Yeah, and then with this new headset, it's kind of like when they buy the big the bodysuit and Ready Player One, they can feel everything that's going on. Right. So it's more immersive in that aspect. And um, whatever happens there can affect them even after they disconnect. Basically. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I definitely recommend it. Yeah. So. And uh, we'll keep watching the rest of it, but it's it's good. I would definitely recommend. I think they're better than what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So. So no, it's definitely pretty good. I guess that's it, my man. Uh, the Christmas season has started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Can now for we, us, we just, but for others, probably already. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Halloween. yeah, I know, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And just think, I could, I literally was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, dude, I can remember we were just talking about how Rocktober had just started. And here we are, and now it's Christmas. It's just crazy. Time is just flying by. Yep. Good. Because then it'll be March before you know it. <laughs> and it'll be yeah. start warmer. So True. I haven't been, so uh, far, I haven't been too cold. I mean, we've had, yeah. we've had several strings of cold days, yeah. but before, you know, Nature's taking it easy for, on us right now. Yes, so far. Yeah. yeah. At the moment. At least us in Tennessee, for those of you in the upper northeast. Oh, yeah. That are probably, Especially uh, New York. <laughs> yeah, bless. And my brother up in Erie, bless. Um, but, yeah. Everybody stay safe, stay warm, and keep watching those movies. And check us out on TikTok, because oh, yeah. we're... Even though I'm too old for it, our podcast is not. It is still young, so therefore we are now on there. We're just under Parental Advisory Movie Pod on TikTok. So check us out there. I'm going to try and give – we've got four videos up there now. I'm trying to going to try and add more content, uh, either things that we have watched or I've – you know, that uh, we do not talk about on the podcast, but we can give kind of recommendations or different ideas and different things related to the podcast. We'll put up there and, you know, try and do something different. So, yeah. Give us a follow and all that, which people, you know, which friends and family know too, and spread the word. And be careful going shopping as everybody is now shopping because yeah. apparently the stores have had nothing for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the routine of it all, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So we were at Hobby Lobby, and I was standing. My uh, York and I were standing in line, and I said, "I said these people are acting like they haven't had Christmas stuff year round." (laughs) Right. Right. And then I guess the lady in front of me overheard me, and she goes, "Well, you know, we we keep Christmas up year round at our house," and I had to be on my best behavior and just be like, "Okay, well, that's nice." And she says, and then she goes into the sad story. I'm like, I didn't need this. This is not what I asked for. This was an AB conversation. You saw your way into this. I just one. slid on in and dropped this nugget of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Joyous <laughs> so, uh, time. It's the joyous time of year, ma'am. This is the joyous time of year. Right. 
Enjoy your wrapping paper. Got Christmas all year round at the house. Carry that with you. Carry it with you. Yes. Keeping in your heart. That's where it belongs. In your heart. Yes. Yes. Was. Anyways, we hope everybody has a uh, a great week, and uh, we'll be in for York, whose birthday is on Saturday. Happy early birthday, my my good son, turning twelve. Yeah, and then my niece Lily during Thanksgiving break on Black Friday turned uh, turned eleven, and I can't believe that. So it's crazy. All of them are growing up. Yep. And happy birthday! And then this past Saturday, my sister had her birthday. Boom. Thirty-seven. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, I didn't hear I, that at all. Yeah, I didn't say that. Uh, but... Nope, sure didn't. <laughs> Nobody heard it either on a recorded yeah. podcast. <laughs> But um, I, I got her. She wanted a Nintendo Switch. And okay. So I went ahead. I went and got it. She was so happy, so excited. Oh, I bet. Damn, it jumped out of her body. <laughs> oh, that was, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Now you guys can wait. True, we can. Um, but yeah, I was gonna wait till Christmas, but I was like, oh, I'll do it now because she's yeah. been kind of eyeballing yeah. mine. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> Just go ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Well, we hope everyone has an amazing week. And we will talk to you all next week where we will have more Christmas movies. And uh, some will be <laughs> joyous Christmas movies. And one maybe at least one probably not. <laughs> a little violent. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little violent Christmas. Maybe. Or at least maybe. A, maybe. We'll see. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.